Welcome to another episode of Hemp Barons. I'm Dan Humiston, and on today's show, we have another hemp first mover. These guys have really opened the bottleneck between the growers and the manufacturers, and they've scaled their facility so that they can process all of California's harvest. Let's join my conversation with John Figueroa and Joe Wayne from Sisu Extracts. Guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey. Well, since the passing of the Farm Bill at the end of 2018, the demand for hemp-derived products is off the charts. Unfortunately, there just aren't enough crops to cover the demand, and just the nature of the crops make it so that you can't use a lot of the pre-existing agriculture infrastructure. So even if there were enough crops, there would still be a bottleneck because there just aren't enough processing facilities. And that's where you guys come in at Sisu Extracts. The way I understand it is that you handle all the steps from the farmers to the manufacturers. Sort of in short, you take the plant from the farmer and you give the processed materials to the manufacturers. Is that how it works? Yeah. Basically, we're helping to move the farmer's material from one resource and value point further down the supply line to a more valuable product, bringing more money back into the communities where the farmers live. We're here to serve farmers by helping them get more money off of their crop. And then we're also here to serve manufacturers and wholesalers because their primary job is to make and sell fantastic products. And that job comes with an enormous number of issues and pain points as well. And if we can eliminate sourcing for your basic THC inputs, it allows them time to focus on what really makes their brands great. You keep the farmers and the manufacturers doing what they do best. Farmers grow great crops. And then you go right to their farm and, and pick the harvest product right up there. Absolutely. That's actually one of the best parts of our job is we get to drive around Humboldt, Trinity, Mendocino, and the entire rest of California, which is all more lovely than the average place you could drive around. So yeah. We get to go to these amazing cultivation facilities. We get to see their you know amazing pets from the giraffes to donkeys to giant wolf dogs. And we get to meet these amazing folks and walk through their fantastic gardens and see their beautiful homes they've built out in these rural places. And then... We get to pick up these uh, flowers that make everyone happy and we bring the magic down the mountain and uh, pump it out to the cities. And it really makes a difference for a lot of people. It's, uh, it's definitely the best job I've ever had. Oh, it's so cool. And you have a really, really, I think, fair way to share revenues with the farmers. You want to explain maybe briefly how that works? Yeah, absolutely. One of the big things we noticed when we got into the market was that trim is a pretty undervalued resource. And I think a little bit later, we'll be able to go into this more specifically. But what we basically acknowledged was upfront, there was a lot of room for us to pay farmers more for the trim and C-grade material that they couldn't sell otherwise. And in doing so, we help supply and sustain the people who our business lives off of. Like last year, for example, everyone else was coming to Humboldt and Mendo and offering you know, anywhere from 75 to $115 a pound for trim. We offered farmers a 60-40 split where we actually take in their material, produce the oil, sell the oil, and then kick them back 60% of the profits from that. This year, our machines have become more efficient. We've tripled our throughput capacity, which means we've taken a full one-quarter haircut on the percentage of the deal we keep, and we've shifted it all the way to 70-30. So pretty much, I, I, I believe we're the most aggressive offer in the market today for California's violence. So fair. We've got a 3,000 pound load pulling up to the warehouse and John's trapped in the corner of the parking lot with him. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is I think a, a, a very fair profit sharing arrangement, but the way you do that is that you're selling in bulk to the manufacturers. So you really have a 
finger right on the pulse of what the industry is paying for processed materials. Is that right? Well, and not only do we get really great feedback from our customers on our price points, we've also ended up in this weird position as like a default price index for the industry. We send out every Monday our pricing sheet and we send it out with a list of our current inventory and what price we're selling at. And we send it out to every manufacturer and distributor in the state. And we get phone calls from folks all the time who are more or less letting us know that we're setting the price for the industry because folks use our email as a negotiating point to go either direction. If the seller's higher than us, the uh, customer says, well, I could go to CISU and buy it for this price. And <laughs> if the uh, customer is asking for a price lower than what we offer, the seller says, well, CISU is selling it at this price. Because the truth is, uh, more than 80% of my inventory leaves this facility in 100,000 gram orders. We have very, very, very large customers placing very large orders. And because of that, we get to see a snapshot of what large, sustainable, at-scale companies are doing. And it kind of evens out some of the volatility that we see from other operators who are either fudging the rules to make the numbers a little artificially low or are operating off of you know an excess of capital and so their margins aren't that great. So we get a very, very good picture because of who we get to deal with. And, and you're absolutely right. It's, yeah, um, that's, it's nice to have all that info coming in. You're kind of like Vegas setting the odds. I mean, you, you set the price for the industry because you're doing such big volumes. Well, let's jump ahead and talk to us about some of the finished products that you provide to manufacturers. We are providing multiple sides. So as of right now, you know, we do sell to manufacturers, but really the bulk of our business, it goes to large vape cartridges. So concentrates are representing anywhere between 25 to 50% of the market. And as of right now, we are still, you know, we are single-handedly sourcing some of the largest companies in the world right now. So they're all the companies that you know the names of that are on the shelves of dispensaries. That's our oil. I went to San Francisco last week, and when I went through a dispensary, I was looking through and just got a big smile on my face because eighty percent of the cartridges and all the concentrates we sell to on a regular. When I think about your company, I get that same feeling that I used to get when I was in a race where I'd feel like there was somebody coming up behind me. You're a first mover. You're in a great position right now. It's going to be hard to hold this position in this race because, I mean, I'm just seeing everybody wanting to get into this industry, your sector of this industry, I should say. I'm assuming to expand your business is not going to be cheap. I'm assuming you're going to need to in order to stay competitive. The nature of the game is always expansion. So what we're looking at is, you know, we look at this like a commodity. There's kind of two ways to look at it. One side, I heard someone explain it interesting. They were basically saying that it's kind of like the olive industry. So you have really high-end olives, but then you also have olive oil, which is the commodity. And so really, we're focusing on the commodity side of the market, and we're starting to get larger machines. And as we get more operationally efficient, we want to be able to pass on those savings, just like an Amazon or something like that, to our clients. And we want to make sure that our customers get the better end of the deal. And that's what we're focusing on on a regular basis. Well, and you're in California, so you're such a gigantic market there. One of the questions I have in my notes is how big of, a, of an area can you cover within the state? Is there a certain circumference that you have to stay within? I can very, very happily cover everything from the Oregon border to the Mexican border. I've got pickups going on in Crescent City, and I've got pickups going on all the way down to Calexico and everything in between. That capability really comes from the quality of my supply chain guys, just absolute crushers, and they run all over the state to bring everything in for us that we need. Because the truth is, everyone out there is headed for this market segment. We're in a war for survival, and there's gun stores selling absolutely massive guns to everyone who's in this fight. And the real issue is who's got ammo to keep the gun battery running. 
And I know that margin of just trying harder for success won't last forever here, but it's definitely here now and we're aggressively after it. I'm assuming you're going to need a lot more of the equipment. And like I said earlier, the equipment probably isn't inexpensive. Can you do it out of cash flow or are you raising capital? That's a great question. So really, you know, where we're at right now is we... uh, had our battle just like everyone else. And as of right now, we're a very highly profitable company. We've raised minimal capital and we're just using those, you know, using our own profits as a way to expand our business. We're still very interested in working with the right strategic partners. But as of as of right now, we don't need any capital to to run our business currently and we can move forward. But we would act as it would act to catalyze our business to have us move faster if we were to work with those partners. What would you look for in a strategic partner? I think that really what we're looking for right now is we're looking for people to where, you know, if you look at a vertical chain, right? So everyone does something very well. So cultivation and manufacturing are in no way similar. They're incredibly different skill sets. And so because of that, we want to focus on our skill set and really do that very, very well. And ultimately, we would work with other companies that have different skill sets to ultimately vertically integrate and create a much larger company. That makes a lot of sense, especially now. Things are going so fast and there's probably a lot of people out there that are looking for for the same thing and only in a different sector. We've been speaking with John Figueroa and Joe Wayne from Sisu Extracts, and we have all of their contact information and in strategic partner information on the MJ Bulls website. I'll tell you, there's so much about this space that investors love. <laughs> if you guys ever decide to do a raise, I'm sure you won't be long to get that thing funded. So, guys, it's been great talking to you. Well, yeah, and absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. And, and you're 100% right. When we, when we did our very first fundraise, we had folks who you would have never expected really refined guys from out in the Midwest who you'd have expected to have leanings headed the other direction really showed up for us. And like John said, uh, the business is super profitable and things are going incredibly well. But, but I have seen absolutely amazing deals going on out there. We were able to connect with the right people and able to set up a good deal that would allow our company to grow at a faster speed. I, I can assure you we would be uh, curious to look into it. Well, that's good. That's good. Keep your options open. Guys, good luck. Yep. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.